Welcome to the Dear Rochester Retire Well podcast with David Pulsini from Six Point Financial Partners. In this podcast, find your path towards a brighter financial future with David as your guide as he helps individuals, educators, and healthcare professionals explore ways they can build wealth while minimizing risk using a multifaceted, comprehensive approach to personal finance. Are you ready to take the first step towards a brighter financial tomorrow? Let's get started. Healthcare professionals, you are valued people at Six Point Financial. And in this podcast, Dear Rochester, Retire Well, host David Pulsini wants you to know he and his colleagues at Six Point are ready to help you in any way they can, especially in these challenging times. I'm Patrice Sikora. We're focusing on retirement. And David, you say career healthcare workers need to be aware of four mistakes that they often make that can hurt their retirement planning. Tell me about this and then tell me what the first one is. So Patrice, first of all, I hope you're doing well. Uh, this, the, the first mistake that we see, and in, like I said, there are four and I'm, I'm an optimistic person, so I don't like to call it the four mistakes, but I think the title is more catchy. So <laughs> the, the, the first is really not reviewing the benefits booklet every year. That's pretty and basic though. It's very basic, but, and believe me, I understand this, so I'm not um, picking on anybody, but most people are not taking the time to read a 40 page document or even a two or three page document because the stuff is confusing. It can be overwhelming, but so the first mistake is obviously not doing that, but I will tell you that your financial advisor should and will do it for you. So my recommendation for people is when they get their benefits booklet or guide every year, I would send it right to your advisor and they can help you or at least point you in the right direction to answer questions about the insurances or beneficiary changes. And a lot of questions come up that an advisor can help you answer just things like, should you be contributing to an HSA or FSA? And mm -hmm. even a step back from that is what, what's the difference between the two? Which one works for you? Should you be considering the optional life insurance or is it better to buy a private life insurance policy? What about the disability insurance? Should beneficiaries be the same on all of your benefits or is it better to name different beneficiaries for different reasons? So I'm not going to answer these all because it really is specific to each situation, but in an advisor that has done this many times and knows you and your situation, they can definitely help you figure out which benefits make the most sense. And like I said, probably save you time on reading a 40 page benefit booklet, unless of course you really enjoy doing that, <laughs> then, then feel free. <laughs> I suppose it really does help you to take at least a, a skim through it and see what changes there are. Yeah. And Patrice, a lot, even this is a common theme among all these quote four mistakes is, and everybody knows this, most people will spend more time searching for their next vehicle online than they will doing their benefits and retirement planning and choosing pension options and other things. And if you've bought a vehicle recently, you definitely know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I think you've been looking over my shoulder. Yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> so there you go. <laughs> very, com very common. All right. So that benefits booklet comes out, at least skim it, but make sure you get it to your financial professional. Absolutely. All right. What about number two? So the second mistake we see, and I, I'll try not to dive into this too much. This is really what advisors, I think they can add a lot of value here, is not managing retirement accounts correctly. And 
over the years, specifically within our local healthcare organizations and Rochester Regional Health, um, there have been mergers, there have been new 403B plans. Sometimes we meet with people and they have three or four or five 403B plans that are all doing separate things. They have outside plans from previous employers. Um, they have IRAs, Roth IRAs, and so much more. And when I say not managed correctly, what I mean is if you have several plans, how are they working together? Are the investments overlapping and redundant? Are they in alignment with your goal? Uh, could you lower the administrative cost by con combining your accounts? So we frequently see retirement accounts that are not really being managed at all, or someone chose a mix of investments or funds and does not really stay on top of it, which again is extremely common. And the first step in getting this corrected is just to figure out your long-term goal. So I'll give you an example of a typical situation. And this is a client that we, we met with recently for the first time. She's now a client and I, let's, we'll call her Sue. And Sue wants to retire in nine years. So we project that Sue would need about 6,000 after-tax dollars, by the way, per month to live on. And our job as advisors is to figure out where will this come from? So how much will she need? Where will it come from are the first two steps in this. And it, for her, it will be a mix of her pension or defined benefit plan, her 403B plan, social security, and possibly some part-time work. And that is very common for retirees to have those types of things. So she currently has $290,000 in her 403B account. We are helping her back into, and every advisor does this, how much does Sue need to save each paycheck to be able to get that $6,000 a month? And how does it need to be invested? So how do these, and all of her separate accounts, how do they all work together? What are we doing for social security? What pension option does she take? Which we'll get to in a minute. And again, someone can definitely do this by themselves if they want to, but, and you know this, most people want to focus on what they do every day and then hire a professional advisor. And this is exactly what an advisor can help with. And I will tell you one of my most favorite things is to be able to meet with a client and just show them if we follow the plan, just contribute X or save X and let's pay this debt off and let's take our pension this way. I love doing that. And especially showing them that there's a really high probability that they'll be able to meet their retirement goal and retire comfortably and with confidence rather than being nervous about it. So managing retirement accounts is a big piece of it and just getting everything together and on, on one page and working toward your goal, I would say is the second mistake is just that people have too many things going on. Well, speaking of too many things, you're mentioning that some companies merge, uh, new programs mm -hmm. come into to being. Is it possible? Do sometimes people, do they forget that they've got a retirement account from like an old employer? Oh yeah. All the time. Or we see this all the time, Patrice, people will get statement and it's coming up in the new year here where, oh, I forgot I had this retirement account. I got this statement for a stock that I held or right. a retirement account from two employers ago. Or again, yeah, my, my hospital merged with another hospital and I forgot that I had this over here. Or the truth is, even if people know that they have it, to actually take action and do something is, that's the hardest step. And if they can just get a hold of a financial advisor or somebody that can help and just get, again, everything moving in the right direction, they, they can help with that. All right. So the financial advisor can help you get all your accounts uh, in, in, not in one basket, but in one place, at least, so that you can look at them. Yeah. 
All right, and then you were kind of hinting at this, uh, not carefully planning for benefit options, the pension versus defined benefit option, not not planning how you're going to use those. Is this pretty in-depth? Yes, and I'll try not to do that here. We actually have a video that is on our website that gets very in-depth on sp- the specific pension plan for Rochester Regional Healthcare. So I won't get into that too much, but I'll give you the basic premise. And this also applies, by the way, for really anybody with a defined benefit plan or pension plan. Um, and those words are interchangeable, by the way. Some people call it defined benefit. Some people call it pension. That's why I say both so that there's no confusion. But obviously many employers now versus 30 or 40 years ago are not offering pensions anymore. So if you are fortunate enough to have a pension, it is typically a really amazing benefit. And again, I'll use the Rochester Regional Pension Benefit as an example here. Um, and there's a formula to determine how much you will get from your benefit. And it's based on your final average compensation, which is your highest five years of income out of your last 10. So that number is then multiplied by a percentage based on your credited service and how long you've been there. And again, I won't get into it too much, but it's your five highest years multiplied by a percentage based on how long you've been employed. And again, I'll put the video in the, in the show notes for people to see. It's a, about a five minute video that gets really, really specific on what this means. But what I wanted to talk about with here is let's say somebody is set to get a $60,000 per year pension benefit and they plan for that. Most people, many years from retirement don't know this, but that is their maximum benefit. It is called quote, their maximum benefit. If they choose this option, they would get $5,000 per month. Again, $60,000 per year. If they choose the maximum option and take $5,000 per month and pass away early, their beneficiaries will get nothing. Oh. Yep. So there are other options available, but those options involve a reduction. So it won't be $5,000 a month anymore. Maybe it's $4,300 a month. And you get less while you're alive. But if you pass away, your beneficiary will get some benefit. And again, that benefit will be different based on the options you choose. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, is it the difference between, say, the 4300 and the 6000 But if it's going to vary, we'll let you get into that in another time. Yeah. And, and a little side note here. I mentioned this before in the benefits booklet when we talked about life insurance. Many of our clients will buy private life insurance, making their spouse or children the beneficiary, and then they know they can take their maximum pension. So they'll take the maximum pension. If something happens to them, their beneficiaries get the life insurance payout instead. So in our example, Patrice, think of this. I said $5,000 per month would be lowered to $4,300 per month. That's maybe extreme, but that's a $700 per month difference in benefit. Mm -hmm. We can probably get a lot of life insurance for $700 a month. And most of the time I wouldn't do that, but you could do the math on it. We just run numbers to see what makes sense. So The more popular option that I've noticed recently with our clients is that there is a lump sum option. So remember, there's a monthly payment option from the pension, or you can take a lump sum, which again, has been attractive recently for many people. So instead of getting $60,000 a year, maybe we can take a lump sum of 900,000 and transfer it right into an IRA in their name. And then you, you could invest that, correct? Yes. So 
and by the way, I completely made those numbers up, but that's close to what I see. Um, when you take that 900,000, you invest it in an IRA. And here's the big thing from what I, what I hear and what I see just being working in Rochester with, with these folks, it is now in your control. People are sometimes concerned that the pension fund may not be able to pay them for the next 40 or 50 or 60 years or 20 years. So they'd rather take their money when they can get it into their name and invest it any way that we want to. And then you are in control of it. And then by the way, there is no option. Like your beneficiaries will get that 900,000 should something happen to you, right? Because it's not a payout every month. So between choosing the maximum pension benefit, choosing some sort of combination with your beneficiary or taking the lump sum and then investing it in an IRA, these are all very confusing things. And the mistake that I would say that people make is not carefully planning which option they're going to take. It should be highly considered, thought about, and carefully chosen. And to do that, you just need to know your goals again and run some numbers. And I'll just remind people of this. You only get one chance at this part. Once you choose a benefit, you're not going to be able to change it. So this should definitely be done correctly the first time. I find it very interesting that people are more option they're more likely to go for the the lump sum right now. Yeah, so again without getting into it too much, I mean we're in historically low interest rate environment, right? So in order which typically will make it a good time to take your pension benefit because the lump sum that they'll give you actually has to be higher. If interest rates were very high, the lump sum instead of 900,000 might be 600,000. Okay. Um, so it is a good time for that. And again, and this is just from what I hear and people's common concerns is they are, and it has, some of it has to do with the merging of hospitals locally, but people are, are concerned that the pension is going to run out of money. And I don't, it's, I don't think it's going to, and there's some protection, but people want control of their money. And I, I don't blame them for that. True, true. I was just going to say, I can get right into the fourth mistake too, which is um, what we see is not, and by the way, this is common for most people just based on the tax codes over the last 50 or 60 years. The fourth mistake we see is not using different types of accounts to diversify future taxes. And that sounds like a lot, but what I mean by that is most retirement accounts that we see, and this will sound very common to our listeners, we see defined benefit pension plans again. We see 401k, 403b, some have a 457 or deferred comp plan, traditional IRAs and social security. So the average person out there will have a 401k, potentially a pension and social security, for example. Mm -hmm. When you take that money out, those are all taxable accounts. So I just mentioned that we're in historically low interest rate environments. We are also in historically low tax rate environments. So what if taxes go up and now I have a million dollar portfolio with no, no diversifying of taxes? So I have a million dollar portfolio. I need X amount per month. What if taxes go up 10, 20, this shouldn't happen, but 30% and you get the point is a million dollar portfolio with taxes changing by 20% is now worth $200,000 less. Right, right. So it's very, very common. So this could be worse, by the way, than a, a big market decline. And I'll tell you why. This year's a great example. Markets went way down 
And guess what? They came way back up. As long as we stuck with our plan, we're positive on the year. Mm -hmm. But once you pay your taxes, they're gone. The IRS isn't going to change the rates. It's not going to come back like the market. Those That money is gone. So we want to make sure that everybody listening has options should tax rates rise. And how do we do that? We want to figure out how much people should be saving into after-tax investments, such as Roth IRAs or just regular after-tax savings, um, Roth 403Bs or 401Ks, and other any after-tax options that are available. And we're toward the end of the year here. So converting money into a Roth is also sometimes a great idea when the time is right. So we want to get after-tax money to complement all of our pre-tax money. And this can tie into Medicare, gains on investments. And I'll just say this, the tax code, this seems to be a lot over a podcast, but the tax code is complex. So you want to understand when and where to take money from when you need it. But what we see is that we want to make sure that we have money in different types of buckets as far as taxes go. Right. But as you say, too, with rates where they are, this might be the time to talk to your financial uh, professional about doing things such as a Roth conversion. Oh, yeah. And I'll tell you what, every every year we, and, and many advisors do this, run the tax reports for their clients to see how much room they have in the current tax bracket. And then what we want to do is potentially, like you said, Patrice, convert we, we want to max out the tax bracket. That sounds funny, but if somebody's in a 22% tax bracket and they have 15,000 to go before they go into the next one, maybe we convert 15,000 from a pre-tax to a Roth and then we never have to pay taxes on that money again. Right. And we'll do a totally different episode on this, but having money in Roths and after tax helps with so many things. And one of the big ones is beneficiaries getting your money as well. So um, one piece of advice that I want to give is if you are over 59 and a half, this is actionable stuff because we just had this happen. The first 20,000 taken each year from your pre-tax investment account in New York state, by the way, is state tax free. So this applies to both a husband and a wife. So many times it makes sense to look into taking a little from each to avoid New York state taxes. So if I have clients that need $30,000, I'll give you two examples here. I would take 20 from whatever, the husband's account and 10 from the wife's account. And we avoid New York state taxes for that year. Also, I don't know if people are spending too much money for holiday gifts, but <laughs> we get a lot of people at the end of the year that want to take 30,000 out in December, for example. And what I would say is, why don't we take 20 out in December and then just wait a few weeks and take out 10 in January. Right. And it will help us save some tax dollars. And th that's just one small tip. There are a lot of little end of year tips and strategies that can be used to minimize taxes. But the bigger point of this is the mistake that we see is not diversifying our savings. Most people just set up their 403B, 401k. They contribute to it for 30 or 40 years, and then they retire with a nice nest egg. But what if taxes go up? And that is something completely out of our control. So how we can control that is by, again, investing in after-tax types of accounts. All right. So, David, you've just outlined four issues. We won't call them mistakes anymore, but issues <laughs> that healthcare professionals often face. Not reading a benefits booklet, 
not managing retirement accounts correctly, not carefully planning for the pension defined benefit option, and not diversifying accounts tax-wise. How can people reach you if they've got questions on any of these or on other issues as well? You can reach me on LinkedIn. So I'm on there, David Pulsini. We also have our website is www.sixpointsfp, as in financialprofessional.com. There are a lot of resources on there. And you can find any of um, anyone on our team or myself just by clicking on the website. And I think there are a lot of things that will add some value on there. Like I said, the videos that we've made and, and some other things. And what do we have coming up in uh, more podcast issues? So, yeah, thank you for asking that, Patrice. In our last episode, we talked about questions that you should ask a financial advisor. In our next episode, we want to go over some techniques on how to get the most from your social security. I've had a lot of questions about that. There are a lot of people that are heading toward the social security age and it's something I love talking about. And I'm very confident we can add value to people. Um, and there are little tips and tricks that, that we can talk about in a few episodes. We're going to get into um, interviews with different experts in Medicare planning. We have a couple investment managers lined up to talk about the markets I have attorneys locally that are going to be talking about um, just wills, healthcare proxy, power of attorney, and general estate planning and getting that stuff lined up and taken care of, um, long-term care, how to get the most from your savings. And I even have somebody coming on to talk about the benefits of, just because I mentioned this before, buying versus leasing a vehicle and how does that help in our financial plan. So mm -hmm. um, lots of interviews from local people that are uh, in different expertise and prof professions. All right. David Polsini and, of course, his colleagues at Six Point Financial can answer questions you may have, not just about retirement planning, but a lot of other financial questions. To make sure you know when another episode of Dear Rochester, Retire Well is ready for you, subscribe with the subscribe button on this page, and you can share with the share button. I'm Patrice Sikora, and let's talk again later. Thank you for listening to the Dear Rochester Retire Well podcast. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Six Point Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning. Content here is for illustrative and educational purposes only. It is not legal, tax, or individualized financial advice, nor is it a recommendation to buy, sell, or hold any specific security or engage in any specific trading strategy. Results will vary. Past performance is no indication of future results or success. Market conditions change continuously. This commentary reflects the personal opinions, viewpoints, and analysis of Six Point Financial Partners. It does not necessarily represent those of RFG Advisory, private client services, their clients, or their employees. This commentary should not be regarded as a description of advisory services provided by Six Point Financial Partners or RFG Advisory or performance returns of any client. The views reflected in the commentary are subject to change at any time without notice. Securities offered by registered representatives of private client services, member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered by investment advisory representatives of RFG Advisory, a registered investment advisor. Private client services, Six Point Financial Partners, and RFG Advisory 
are unaffiliated entities. Advisory services are only offered to clients or prospective clients where RFG Advisory and its representatives are properly licensed or exempt from licensure. No advisory services may be rendered by RFG Advisory unless a client agreement is in place.